Sippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with myself, Shane Todd. Before we get into this fantastic episode of the pod, I need to plug a few things. First and foremost, we're doing a Patreon-only podcast. Tickets only available on Patreon in the Lyric Theatre, Belfast, darling. Dan, when is that? 22nd of July. Is it? It's Saturday. I have to cancel a few things then. Uh, so come along. That Our guests are Paddy McDonald and Aaron Butler. It should be a very fun time. Come down to see that. I am on tour starting in September. I'm doing the Operation Belfast, goh.co.uk. You can get tickets for that. And then I'm doing Derry, Millennium Forum. First night sold out, doing a second one. I'm doing the Olympia, the three Olympia in Dublin, which will be a great time. And then a few other gigs around the United Kingdom. Also, I need to plug Patreon. Patreon.com slash TWME podcast. We do the bonus episode, the special brew, which we're now about to go and record on a picnic blanket. Cute. Me, Dan and Michael in the sunshine down at Sea Park. Uh, we also do a live stream episode on a Friday and there are other things on there. Dan every month posts a picture of his feet too. Before we get into this episode, we're sponsored by NordVPN. You're going, what the hell is a VPN? It's a virtual private network. A service that protects your internet connection and privacy online. It provides an encrypted tunnel <laughs> whoa, whoa, for online traffic to flow through. No traffic lights in your tunnel. Nobody can see through the tunnel. Get their hands on your online data or find your real IP address and location. Oh, you villain. You could be anywhere doing anything. You could be looking up Irish league results in Panama. If you're going on holiday this summer, NordVPN can help you get the cheapest deals on flights. A VPN hides the data that airlines use to customise prices to do that. Because you, you you go to check it, you go, oh, I want to go to Madrid. And then you go and check it the next day. It's more expensive to do that, don't you, Dan? We should have used it when we were rebooking the... Oh, we could have saved flights. two grand for sure. The podcast going out of business as the last episodes. It hides your IP address and service operators won't be able to see where you browse from. Also, you can change your virtual location by selecting a server in a country of your choice to see the pricing differences all across the globe and choose the best deal. Dan, are you saying we could go on Romanian Skyscanner? Yeah, we could give it a go. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash me to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan. Every purchase of two-year plans will receive a bonus month on top. Whoa, that's a great deal. Right or wrong, Dan? Right. We're also sponsored by Manscaped. These guys are changing the pube game for the better throughout the world. I don't know if it's offensive to, uh, to you know, have, have a full bush these days, but it's certainly taboo, it's certainly frowned upon. Manscaped provide the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming products to keep every everything down there looking good. You know, you get a haircut on your head, people go, if you got a haircut, that looks great. It's the same for your dick and balls. People will less people are going to see it hopefully, but they'll still appreciate it. Things get a little bit sweatier during the summer with Manscaped. You just get that that smooth summer sack, that SSS. That, get that triple S. They've got all the products you need. They've got all the products you need, and some I'll be honest that you didn't think you needed. Like if you thought if you told me in twenty twenty three we'd be talking about ball toner, I never. To be fair, I'd never looked at a ball bag and went that needs toned up. But just for safety, they've got it. Use the code Tea with me for 20% off and free shipping. Link for everything is in the description of the episode. And this episode is a great time. 
My guest is still, he's waiting for William Thompson to pick him up so he can take him over to do my bloody sitting opposite me. It's weird to do this because we've just done the episode. But it was one hell of an episode. I thought I understood EastEnders. I don't. There's a guy I've wanted to have on the pod for a long time. Jamie Hutchinson, is that, that's, that's right, yeah. He's come all the way from Manchester. If you want to know about Magoo time, this is the episode that you need to see. Jamie's great. You've seen him on clips doing the rounds, whether it's for stand-up or his own podcast, the Green Room podcast at Hot Water. Is that is, is Hot Water's Green Room podcast? But you could say it's a Green Room podcast at Hot Water. It's fine. This is a... I'm going to say this. It's a contender for guest of the year already. Is William coming to pick you up? He's having a nightmare. William needs to organise himself more. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with my guest, Jamie Hutchinson. Is this your first time over here? Second. So I've had a nightmare. I've had a a complete shambles. (laughs) So what we were discussing off pod, travel disasters. Yeah. That is under one umbrella term that I've coined. It's called Magoo. (laughs) You've Magooed it. You've gone to Luton. I uh, assume you've talked about it. Or yeah, yeah, about. yeah. With our two grand travel that, mistake. That is a magoo. Right. That's a two grand magoo. Right. <laughs> I've had a magoo today. Two grand magoo sounds like some of the mafia used to do. <laughs> yeah. So magoo's just like fucking up, basically. Right, okay. And I, I always have to allow for magoo time because I can't travel. I don't want to be left and right in that. You'll put mean? in a buffer of magoo time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. I was up at three today to get here. For what, fl- what time was your flight? Half seven. Right, okay. So I'll taxi to Manchester Airport, but allowing for Magoo time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Something will go wrong in the airport. Yeah. Something will go wrong getting here. And I startled. I've 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 committed assault on the way. Here. <laughs> I inadvertently committed assault. So how did does the day start? Right, you get through security, all that. It's all good. I, the day started wrong. I couldn't find my shorts. You said we just have one pair. But I mean, I, these are the, the these business pair. These, these are these are the podcast pair. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing tea with me. Go on. <laughs> These are getting the boo-boo shorts out. <laughs> Come on, mate. You're a boo-boo man? I'm a boo-boo man now. Do you think, like, yeah. you know, if things really kick on, do you think, you know, the way they give, like, a range to people? You know, like, be like, this is Jimmy Hutchinson's range. Would you like that someday? Yeah, but for the piss can. Right, yeah. I'm the Pied Piper of piss cans. Right. So I want, you know, shirts that look good with a stain on. For yeah, example. Right, yeah. So, so like I mean, pre-stained, that's part pre, of the design. Yeah, pre-stained, because yeah. I, I always have stains on my t-shirt. I don't know if it's toothpaste or cum, but it's a, we have to do it. We have, <laughs> they both come out of your mouth. <laughs> both minty fresh. It's impossible to tell. Hey, we had this totally off subject. I remember a guy, you ever like, especially when you're younger, you like reveal something that you think is like socially acceptable and then realise quickly, People, other people don't do that. Yeah, yeah. We had a guy in school who was like a mate of mine who in second year, um, so like you know, when we were like 12, 13, said um, he had come on a spoon and eaten it and then left that out there and was like... The spoon? Uh, yeah, for everyone to have a little taste. And, and yes, I'll have the bottle, please. And every. <laughs> Poor madame. <laughs> and uh, everybody was like, first of all, don't tell people that. And secondly, yeah, yeah, yeah. most importantly, don't do it. Don't do that. 
Yeah, he I, revealed he'd done that multiple times. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've been, I, I've done that myself. Not, not to the spoon. <laughs> I mean, just I, I mean, said things that I've just yeah. like you know nonchalantly yes. thinking. We've all had these kind of yeah, scrape yeah, yeah. sort of things. Yeah, because I remember one same one. Uh, we were trying to get on. You've been framed. <laughs> you know, big break. Like fake it, because that cra- nothing cracks me up more than a fake you've been framed. Because yeah. I'll spot it. Yeah, that's. I go, why were they recording this? That's what I mean. So I let me make sick off the carpet. <laughs> but that's not a. That wouldn't fit in on you've been framed. That's sick. Oh no, my mum fell over in the background of Sean and Nickers. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was the foreground shot. It was a layered shot. Remember, like, the dream was to get a clip on You've Been Framed for that 250 quid. Oh, 250 quid's a million pounds. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, but the fake one's really, like, oh, cur- this I can't understand how people don't enjoy You've Been Framed. You know me? People are like, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, this is hilarious. It's Yeah, it's funny for the wrong reason. I love watching things for the wrong reasons. I'm addicted to EastEnders and just stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, bad telly sort of thing. Right, right, just right. To, just to enjoy it for, for, for its yeah. faults. So... To take it back to the travel today. Yeah. When you get to the airport, is it smooth sailing when you get to the airport? I, I nearly did a wrong turn because again, that arrows. I fucking hate arrows, mate. Do you know what I mean? He hate arrows. Yeah. The Romans invented straight roads for a reason. Yeah. There was no left and right back then, <laughs> yeah. mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking straight. Yeah. Why? Why does everything have to be the next right? Yeah. Do you know the phrase "take the next left" or "take the second left"? Yeah. Until I was about twenty-three, I thought that meant. Go left and then another left. Take two lefts. Right, yeah. Not the second left. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I don't understand. I've not got that part of my brain. Like, if you ask me the capital of Finland, I'm fine. But if you ask me to, like, go to Boots and pick up, you know, something older, I'm yeah. like, I fucking can't. I don't know what you mean, mate. Right. So I don't have that cognitive skill. <laughs> you don't know what that means. I don't, I, I know what it means, but I can't. It loses translation from my brain to my legs. Like, I don't know how to do this <laughs> yeah. now. I don't get it. So you gave me the address before. Yeah. I just copied and pasted it into maps. I ended up in, and it had a number 10 on it. So I went, there's number 10 there. There's number 10 there. It's in Northern Ireland. <laughs> and it's a 10. 10. Come on, mate. You think it's just one street? <laughs> I'm at 10, Northern Ireland. <laughs> get off the plane, go left. Yeah, that's what it's like. Nah, it's us. Do you know what I did? Right, oh, so... I nail it getting on the plane, right door, right seat, everything. Yeah. Fucking banging. Thankfully it wasn't left or you wouldn't have got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm banging this fucking travel out, mate. Yeah. Um, what airline are you with? I'm uh, Ryanair. I need to get on the way back. I'm the regular Anthony Bourdain, mate. Yeah. Right. I'm flying here, literally. Yeah. Right. And, and metaphorically. Get off. And it says, right, you take the airport transfer bus to somewhere in Ireland. Yeah. Right. I get off. I start walking the bus route, thinking it's a 17-minute walk to the bus stop. So I'm just walking the bus route. I'm like, that's weird how they wouldn't have the airport transfer outside the station. Yeah. Then I realised, oh, fucking hell, I'm walking it again. So you were walking the bus route, yeah. So I had to go back on myself and fucking hell the bus, yeah. But they're not, did you find the international or city airport? International. But that's not like, you wouldn't get off there and go... I bet you the studio's around here. It's no. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I know, but it's two buses to here. Yeah, from, yeah. From International. Yeah. So, and one of them had a 17-minute walk in between bus stops. 
So right. I've just got me a 17 minute walk. So in your head, you get off the, you get it. Walk the for 17 go, minutes. If I walk for 17 minutes, I'll be at tea with me. <laughs> in any direction. <laughs> I'm not all fair with your roads. Did the, did the Romans come to Ireland? They're the same as yours. <laughs> so uh, then I realised, fucking hell, I'll go back on myself. So then I got the 300. Um, and then I weren't allowed on the 300 because I didn't have a ticket. And you couldn't pay with card on the bus. Yeah. Let's download an app and all that. So Magoo is creeping up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Magoo bar is rising yeah. and I get really flustered. Right. I get stressed, I have a hissy fit. Mm-hmm. And I've got an handbag with me today, so it looks fucking great to have yeah. a hissy fit with. Yeah, yeah. Um get the three hundred, then it's a ten minute walk to a bus stop called Waterfront. Yeah. Yeah. Pink. Loads of and there's loads of different types of bus. Yes. Do you know what I mean? There's the, there's a glider. Metro, Ulster That's bus. what I mean. Just have the stop. I agree. I hate it all, man. I hate d- different colours shouldn't interact, man. <laughs> Travel-wise. <laughs> I thought you were starting a new point. <laughs> Travel-wise. Yeah. Just keep it all grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And green for destinations. Um, And red if you go wrong, right? So I get on and then it tells me to get off. So I'm just following Google Maps. Yeah. Right? Google Maps is the Magoo's friend. Right. Right. I get off and it says, walk here now. And I just pasted your finger. It said 10 something court around here. You're at the top end of the time. Top end, yeah. yeah. Um, so I ring the buzzer and it's it's a block of, block of flats. It could be a podcast studio, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've recorded in worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could be. And I am buzz and um, they just buzz the door, Joe. So indicating you can open now that can i say that's one of my biggest fears in life when you just get buzzed you need the person i want the person to go come on up i'll come meet you at the door yeah, 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 when you yeah. get buzzed in and that door closes behind you it's a labyrinth well that's what i mean so i see i notice a number nine now numerically i know ted is very close to nine yeah. <laughs> i've got this sus yeah i've built up them flight of stairs as a 10 <laughs> i can't see it yet but i'm i'm pretty confident here magoo levels lowering we're going yeah. back to green we was in amber we're going back to green right. everything's placid this pension answer in his underpants and socks going hey, hey. <laughs> that's my dad <laughs> well i said is this shane's house <laughs> Um, and he went, what for anyone? And he couldn't hear me, so I'm trying to repeat myself. And now it sounds like, a, now I'm over, I'm here to see Shane. And he's like, hey! And then, because of the commotion, a nurse come out of number nine. And she's like, what's going on here? Because I just look like I'm shouting at old man. And, and he's underpants, you know what I mean? And it was a resident. In the boohoo shorts. <laughs> In the boohoo shorts. Um, and I just felt like say I felt like a burglar. Do you know what I mean? I think you went into a fold. Do you know what a fold is? No. It's like a old people's independent living. Yeah. So yeah, that's you've what gone it was. into a fold. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying, I'm here to see Shane. Yeah, it was an old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's different off camera, isn't it? No, the great thing would have been. <laughs> the great thing would have been if he had him eventually heard you went. Oh yeah, they're, they're in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm the producer. <laughs> What's a war- like? You said you've recorded in worse. Have you done like? I, I imagine you get asked to do podcasts a lot. I've seen you on a lot of podcasts. I think you're a great guest, such a funny guy. But have you? We've all agreed to do stuff, and halfway through, you're like, 
know. Yeah, just one because I, I, I feel I, I've back from when I was I, just an open spot. I've just said yes to so many stupid fucking gigs. You know what I mean? I ended up giving a lecture to fourteen-year-old ones in like one of the roughest parts of Manchester. On what? Well, this, right. So I was about three or four months in. I was getting paid fifty quid. Right. Million pound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty quid to do comedy. Yeah. I'm a fifth of a Euban frame club. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> to where I think of fifty quid. <laughs> Five of them a week and one Lisa Riley. <laughs> you didn't realise how bad Lisa Riley was at hosting it yeah. until Harry Hill uh, took oh, over. Harry Hill, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then you went straight into TV Burp after. Yep. Come yep. on. He took too much on. I love TV Burp though. Incredible show, yeah, but he was doing that, and you've been framed at the same time. Yeah, too much hill in it. Yeah, yeah. Too many hills doth not make a mountain. Yeah, <laughs> is that a phrase? It is now. <laughs> Sounds good, doesn't it? That's who you said to that guy in the flood. <laughs> Just left him confused. <laughs> too many hills doth not make a mountain. I hope you survive winter. Cheerio. Um, yeah. So, and, uh, so I'm getting paid fifty quid. My mate, who's who's also a stand up. I had a really big social media following before we did stand up, right. and so like someone was people were approaching for gigs we weren't ready for sort of thing, mm-hmm. and they went, yeah, we've just got a youth club, and uh, we're just wanting you to like you know do, do some stand up yep. basically. So I was I, even then I was a bit hesitant. They went, no, they're all sixteen to eighteen year olds, it's fine, and I turned up and they were thirteen, fourteen year olds, mm-hmm. and I'm three months in, I can't even yeah. I can barely play a room. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And 14-year-olds. And I had a bit about Friends, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Joe, me political stuff. <laughs> <laughs> In the satirical era. <laughs> what is Chandler? Uh, and then uh, they was like all confused. I like, didn't even know what Friends was. So like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Nightmare. Then this guy was, was like the cock of the group. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I was intimidated by this fourteen-year-old who was, you know, manspreading this is shit, bro. I went, oh, oh no! <laughs> I abandoned my set, yeah, and I went in straight into apprenticeship ambassador role. Right, yeah. So I did voluntary work as an apprentice ambassador. So I used to go into schools and go, "Hey, it's not all about college, man. You could do an apprenticeship." Right. Oh, okay. Learn as you learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just to get more public speaking. In what? Like a trade? In high schools, yeah. Oh, well, trade. But that's the misconception of it, Shane. God, you brought it up. But the, you, can do, <laughs> you can do all sorts of... Uh, You're not telling this to me. <laughs> you can do all sorts of different apprenticeships now. Like what? Uh, business admin. Okay. Loads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Killing it. Yeah. But you can do all sorts of like highly professional jobs right. via the apprenticeship route. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So I just started talking to these 14-year-olds and giving them career advice and <laughs> how to format CV and stuff. Just abandoned it straight away. You're like, listen, you're all probably going mad for Comic Sans at the minute. <laughs> Move on to Ariel, you'll never look back. Stop using Comic Sans. Bold and underline. Not everything. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what was a nice touch for a CV? Bold and underline the title and then your name in the corner. Bit of a smaller font, italics. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. nice, isn't it? Oh, you, you're speaking of a man with many jobs. <laughs> what was your first ever job? I worked in the bookies and got sat for fraud. <laughs> it was a misunderstanding. 
my misunderstanding of the law. <laughs> what are you doing? I was 21 when I got slapped with the car, man. <laughs> like, what were you doing wrong? I was a bad gambling addict. Right. Well, I was a good gambling addict. Yeah. Uh, and a- also, <laughs> can I just suggest, not an ideal place to work. I know, well, that's it. I was brought up around gambling. Right. So, when I was eight, my dad said, I'm going to teach you how to read horse racing farm and stuff, because, you know, no son of mine is uh, <laughs> not being la- laid with addiction. <laughs> um, so, I was just massively into horse racing and gambling and stuff. And I... I got 100% on the manager's exam and stuff. I was like a prodigal cashier. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, do you know when you see an open spot just roof a gong show? Yes. And you're like, fuck me. We've got yeah. the next Kevin Bridges here. Yes. I was like the next Sandra Bezic. <laughs> Who the fuck, Sandra Bezic? <laughs> she was like a legendary uh, cashier for open show. <laughs> that was the bookies I used to go in. It was uh, rebranded. I used to go in Jim Ramsbottom bookies with my dad on a Saturday. Um, and you know, just male bonding sort of thing. Yeah, Ramsbottoms is shit, so name in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. proper yeah. good Ramsbottom. One of the worst. Jim Ramsbottoms, and it was just like you know, decaying on the inside, but mm-hmm. I saw beauty in it. Right. And it eventually got taken over by Totesport and ended up working there as part, but you know, split my hours with college and stuff. And I just found, and then they got taken over by Betfred. Now, here's the good thing about a takeover like they've come in taken over loads of people get made redundant because there's two for every role mm-hmm. you know the higher ups the suits yeah yeah <laughs> not the fucking front line <laughs> like me mate we're yeah. fodder yeah. i'm still in the trenches pal <laughs> but all the generals yeah yeah they're getting fucked off iced off mate and what happens when generals get iced off there's a there's a collapse in discipline yeah i took full advantage of that right because they weren't doing audits. Right. So what I was doing, I was betting on my own till. And then at the end of the day, whatever I was down, I'd put in. And right. whatever I was up, I'd take out. Right. So credit betting. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one day I just lost a lot. I just lost every race. I was down 250 quid. Right. I was down a litre Riley. <laughs> so I'm like, I was like, I'm going to have to get the boys around with a camcorder here. <laughs> someone get ready to cut down a tree and let's have a shed pretty near it you know what's going to happen yeah has anyone got any grandmothers with bloomers on (laughs) so um, I'm absolutely down and I'm like there's there's no more races left right I'm out of options do you know what I mean so I just went into my till and changed a losing slip to a winning one Mm -hmm. to balance my till I didn't even take any profit off it do you know what I mean yeah I was just balancing my till, and then they did an audit, caught me, and the. Um, Do you are like, you called in for like a oh, hearing? Oh, lads, this discipline was fucking chaos, mate. So me and my mate, I got my mate involved in it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what do you mean to like represent you? No, no, because I got him a job because I was the manager. I was right. I was manager at nineteen, mate. Yeah, I'm like Will Still. <laughs> yeah, that's such a great reference. <laughs> you also look kind of like Will Still, <laughs> know, yeah. the young French league manager. Yeah. So uh, I got me mate in. I went get on this man, and he's never gambled, so I got him into that and that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what a friend! <laughs> well, he got me into coke, so. <laughs> You scratch my back. <laughs> just drag each other down. I'll get your gear. <laughs> so, and it was class. I was just working with my mate. We used to get beat dropped off because it was just no no management in place. You see it, what dropped off? Coke. Dropped off, dropped off to the shop, doing lines off the counter, drinking <laughs> vodka. 
gambling. It was fucking paradise, mate. I used to hop, skip, and jump into work. It's class. Um, so we both got caught. We both had disciplinaries. Um, and I go in, and I'm, there's five of them. Right. And it's, I'm like, fuck, I didn't think... Top-level management? Oh, all in suits, and they've got dossiers on me and stuff. So I'm like, F-. I was going to go in like, I'm a gambling addict, I'm in the wrong environment, play the victim, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing, was wrong, 21, do you know what I mean? I don't know. Just stacked all stupid, basically. Um, And they, sh- they start, so I'm just thinking it's all about the gambling and stuff. And then they fucking pull up CCTV. So there was this, I, I'm trying to, this sounds infantile now, but uh, there was a fit girl who worked in Ancoats and they used to have to ring each other's shops. You know, if someone's got... A different branch? Yeah, yeah. Right. So some, sometimes you have to converse with your other shops, like, oh, thing is coming with a betting slip from your shop, yep. blah, blah, blah. And she, every time she rang, uh, I'd put my finger through my zip and pretend to masturbate to her. <laughs> Smash on the phone. Just to amuse myself and others. Yeah. Um, and they bringing that up on camera. And I, they went, and because it's like, you know, it's not the best image. Then have you, are you, are you pissing on the shop floor? And no, 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 we're pissing on the shop floor. I was just presenting to masturbate. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm. It's also, it's weirder that it's your finger that you pretend to wank off. It'd be less weird. Just wanking. <laughs> yeah. I was doing all that faces and that. And then um, we used to... Uh, we used to get rolled up posters, you know, to put in the window. Yeah. Like advertising, you know. Like the odds cup on, final or Yeah, something. the odds on the match and shit like that. So we had four rolled up posters. It was Grand National Weekend. So we lined them up on the shop floor. I mean, we make on our swivel chairs. And we just had our own Grand National around the house, like breaking the... Around the shop, breaking the chairs. Fuck. Yeah. And what are you doing here? Like, oh, it was Grand National Weekend. <laughs> Uh, you know, just trying to get the spirit of things and stuff like that. See us drinking on the job. Yeah. And you're like going in, bringing in a bottle of vodka from the shop, hiding it in the kitchen, and then keep coming back with glasses of Coke and gradually getting more pissed. <laughs> and then what are you doing here? It's just Coke. So, um, so I, I'm getting absolutely hammered. And they went, how long has it been going on for? And I went, like, since the second week I passed probation. <laughs> since training. I've, I worked out a, a flowery system. So then I thought, I'm fucked here. Yeah. But I'll try and be like um, DiCaprio in Catch Me If You Can. So I'm like, I know how to beat the fraudsters because I'm the fraudster. So I'll come and work for you. <laughs> You you flipped like that. <laughs> oh, I went under no pressure, mate. Because I was talking about getting the police involved in that. Right. But I was just like pleading poverty. And they went, how long has your mate been doing it? I went, I got him into it. Because I was like, I'll take the rap for him. Because it's, you know, the rap, my thing to do. No one heard me one more part with that rap. Oh, mate. So, we're there for about an hour. And my mate's next in the disciplinary. Mm-hmm. And... We've, we've just gone through, you know, like, yeah, me a slap on the wrist or something. Might get sacked, but yep. it was proper intense. Yep. Like, they're bringing dossiers up of bets, like, fucking ages ago, comparing my handwriting, all this stuff, and it's proper intense, about an hour and a half, this mm-hmm. meeting, and I've come out sweating. Yeah. And my mate's next, I've come out, like, ashen. And my mate's like, whoa, why was you in there so long? Is it is it that intense? I went, oh, no, it's fine, we just had a chat for me. <laughs> Did 20 minutes of discipline, let me just add a, add a brim in that. Could be sound. Don't worry about it. So he went in like, oh, fuck no. 
It was class, and then neither of us wanted to tell our mams who'd been sacked. Yeah. So we just went on the piss all day. It was fucking class. One of the best nights, days, nights out of my life, mate. I love that, um... That thing from like school when like you're being talked to individually and you pass your mate in the corridor. Oh no! Don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, Ross, we stole. There was a guy in my class who had a official Gladiators baseball cap, like official merch, and then did he let everyone know about it? Oh. The way he walked around with it, like that was a time where nowadays any TV show, film, whatever, you can go online and get merch. Back then, it was only what was in the shops. No internet shopping. So this guy had so he must have like his auntie must have known the Wolfman or something. I don't know what his what his link to Gladiators was, but he had the hat, and it it made him so annoying because he knew people couldn't get the Gladiator. This is when like Gladiators was, was Saturday yeah, midnight. Is- yeah, so he's like and he's you know he's he's acting and begging about it. You know he's got this hat, and then another boy in my class when when he like he's get. I- Icarus over there you know what I mean like this guy's flying too close to the sun let's let's steal his hat and I I was acting the big man I'm like coordinating part of the pl- I was like here's what we'll do I'll call him to the front of the classroom you get it blah 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 and I said specifically though I said to the guys I don't want to know what you're going to do with it because then I can't I oh, can never like- get it out of me <laughs> you know I was like <laughs> I said do what you need to do but but I don't, don't know where the body's buried. But don't tell me. Yeah. Or the gladiator's hat. So um, we got it. They got the hat. And um, like a day. And he, fr- I remember seeing him out of the corner of my eye. Realised he didn't have his gladiator's hat. And then you can't get another one. So he like, he freaks out and stuff. Like goes nuts in the class. Teacher gets involved. Next day, principal calls us in. Three of us sitting in chairs. And then individually called into the office. And the principal did that thing of going I like you easily flip she went everyone else has told me what happened and I went well thank god she went can you just reconfirm and I was like yeah well if they told you I'll just we stole that like they they took it I don't know what to do she was a wily old fuck yeah she got us so bad and uh, what they did was they um, they stole it and then there was like an old abandoned part of the school and they just like threw it into a shed this hat uh, and then someone took it. That's a thing. Because they went back to get it. They, like... Remember that guy? Is it Anders Bradvik? Is that what he's called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Like, remember he then took the authorities back to where he'd done all his crimes? I've done that as well. Taking someone back to where you I went assassinated? Back, I went back to the scene of a crime I committed. Just to see the chaos. What is, what crime did you commit? Well, so I suppose it's class it as breaking and entry criminal damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like thirteen. I lived at seven. Uh, I lived at uh, a certain street, Butman Street. Yeah, number seven, Butman Street. <laughs> <laughs> You're so bad at this. I had to get the street name because of the nicknames we had. Oh. You lived, you lived on Butman Street. B U T T M A N. Yeah, number five. 
<laughs> so I lived at Five Footman Street. I we then left for passages new. Right. Moved to RBA Lane. Uh <laughs> my mate moved into Butman Street. My house. Oh, okay. So then I was like, oh, we're the Butman Street boys. <laughs> <laughs> we're nicknamed for a couple of guys. <laughs> The Bottman Street Boys sound like a mafia days. You call in the Butman Boys, but yeah, they never yeah, really yeah. get the job done. He preferred Sean and Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he moved in. He yeah. gets evicted. But his family got evicted and kicked out and stuff. Um, what for? It, like, not paying rent. It's like, oh, what I mean, just fucking gobshites, aren't they? Landlords, that is. Um, so they kick, kick family out. So he took umbrage with this decision. Like, where the fuck did Button Boys? What age would you guys have been roughly at this time? 12, 13. Right. Um, so we took issue and was renovating the house for new family to come in. We broke in, <laughs> trashed the place, ripped carpets up, said the builder's man's a slag on the carpet, <laughs> all that kind of stuff, throwing bricks every window, fucked it up. Mm-hmm. And it was obviously all police. And I, the guilt hit me as soon as I'd finished. Like, oh, this is not yep. the colour. Because at the time, it's like just egging each other on. It like, oh, we can sneak in. Yeah. We'll sneak in and have a look round. And then it went, oh, fuck this. And then it just escalated. Like, can I just say, I'm not a policeman, but that was never the plan. We'll break in and have a look round. <laughs> <laughs> Hands behind your back. <laughs> That's what the Batman boys do. They just, they just, <laughs> they just stand around to look at things. You guys went there to do some damage. Oh, they've gone with teal in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Batman boys suggest like interior design ideas. <laughs> the Batman boys is the think tank for the redevelopment of houses. <laughs> Well, then we're like, so you fuck it up and then leave, and then the up. guilt hits, and then uh, all the police, like police cars are there. Yeah, it's like it, all the neighbours are out. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And I just went back. Went, oh, what's gone on here? Hiding place. <laughs> if you said it like that, they definitely know you did it. <laughs> did you clean the graffiti up? I mean, uh, what, what was, was any graffiti there? <laughs> I can't even spell worthy. <laughs> Uh, so that that was um, I felt a need to go back there to see if they were suspicious of me. Yes, you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it, there was a macabre sort of I've caused this chaos. Yeah. Are you still mates with the other Butman boy? Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on you know pleasantries. Yeah. Right. Yeah, guys, ever think you ever get together again? Just fucking sack a flat. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, should we go to Rajas? <laughs> so. It's your second time here, yeah. In this part of the world, what was the first time you came up for a gig? Yeah, I came up. Well, I was hot water doing with in partnership with Limelight Hot Water All Stars. Yep. So I was initially booked for June, uh, which is tomorrow. So this is why I tried to tie in some pods with it, and then I was meant to do Hot Water Cardiff in May, but that venue closed. So they said, "Can you come on to the May one instead?" and take june out your diary but i already had pods booked in for june so i'll just do two trips it sound oh okay you like it here no oh, i loved it i i had like a misconception about it really uh the you think it was going to be oh the gig right yeah right. i thought the gig was going to be chaos where was it that you did it? limelight oh so you've already done limelight and you're doing it again yeah no no i'm not doing it tomorrow 
I'm not on, I'm not on the bill tomorrow. Okay, good. Because we'll get up quite a few repeats, I'm guessing. Right, right. Um, so I was expecting it's going to be fucking rowdy, do you know what I mean? But I like that, like stags in, I love all that. Yeah, music, yeah. It's fucking uh, proper vibrant. So I've gone, I'm like, fucking proper. Yes. Get on the neck straight away, don't give them an inch. So yeah. They just listened and was, just really, nice. was really polite. I had that at, uh, there's a festival that happens called Fela in West Belfast, big community festival, and it's in like a big function room, but 400 people. I did it last year or earlier this year? Last year? Last year. And uh, you hear the stories over the years. Like, I remember one year, about 12 years ago, Frankie Boyle did it. They had a big marquee tent for 4,000, and they reckon there was 8,500 people at it, just people piling over the gates to it. And... um, I, yeah, it just gets built up into this like myth or legend. So I'm backstage like you going, this is going to be wild. We're going to be fighting fires all over the place. So I'm hyped up and I go out and it's just like the ni- the nicest crowd. They yeah. just literally want to hear stand up. And they're like, they're the right level of liveliness. Yeah, they're not yeah, interrupting yeah. your show. They're, they're getting involved a bit. But, but add into it. Yeah. If you like a bit of crowd stuff, it's the level that you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst example of that was my first time doing a frog late show so that this is a cl- you're from manchester yes yeah, so and this my, is your club that's my home club yeah but it took a while to get in because the previous had an agency book it and they you couldn't break through as an open spot yeah so and then the agency stopped booking it and the first thing the fog did was give us all weekends who were coming up which was nice so they booked me for a saturday late show um and i'm hearing all these legendary stories about the frog late at night so it starts at like 11 it's gonna be fucking chaos, mate. Stage times midnight. Went. This is fucking me, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, yeah. I'm like fucking pumped up. Cause I, I listened to like grime before any gig. Do you know what I mean? I could be doing a, a village hall in the middle of fuck knows where. I'm fucking listening to storms of getting ready for these pensioners. Do you know what I mean? If you had headphones on before a gig and asked me what I thought you were listening to, it would not have been grime. Oh, do you reckon? Like, um, you remember Lamar? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got a bit of Lamar on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 50-50, was, that was a great song. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, yeah, no, I could see you listening to, like, a bit of... Uh... I listen to If There's Any Justice in the World, If I Lost a Gong Show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? The bag's there, and I don't expect you to pull a second Lamar reference out of it, but you, you do it. Oh, you yeah, you yeah. grab it with both hands. Yeah. So a gong show, people who don't know, um, and the one they have, correct me if I'm wrong, but you go on, and you have... How many? Three minutes? Five. Five minutes, but the crowd can like hit a gong and you get fucked off yeah, after. It could be 10 seconds. Three audience members has cards and they, you know, f- throw it up basically if they think you're shy. Yeah. you just got to survive the five. Right. Basically. And you, when you start out, you think it is the fucking cup final. Do you know yes. What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've won beat the fucking frog, mate. Yeah. Get yeah. It. And I've brought mates before and been booed off and that. And you're like, oh my god! Uh, oh, like, shambles. isn't it wild that at the start of doing stand up, you that's a time when you bring your mates to shows yeah, when yeah. you're not ready, when you're absolutely not. No. It's like knocking a house down. Show them when it's built, when yeah. you've got the furniture in, and obviously get the get, get the bottom boys <laughs> around the to, to buy. Take it out. Yeah. But yeah, at the start you're like, I've done two gigs. Get this, come yeah. and see this. I got an applause break and I've just thought this is live at the Apollo yeah. by March, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You're, like, yeah. you're just so deluded. Yeah. Um, and it was a mid, yeah, so I'm getting, so I've been through all the gong shows, I've done the eight spots, I've fucking grafted the Thursday, something like five Thursday, ten spots and they've all been consistently good. 
So I'm ready for this midnight show now, do you know what I mean? Don't not done many weekend gigs. I've uh, done the Friday ten spot and stuff like that, but I'm fucking pumped up. This is gonna sound really embarrassing. But I listen to um what's the fucking uh Bittersweet Symphony. The Verve. Yeah, walking down Market uh, walking down Oldham Street. <laughs> fucking bad if people <laughs> have to yeah. turned up they sold eight tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did they cancel the pull the show? No, they did it. Eight, eight and like three hundred seater. The thing with that is why that's a nightmare is the stage is quite so high. high. You've yeah, got yeah. ground and a balcony, yeah, and I've yeah. done it on tour uh, back in the day where I had, I didn't sell any in the balcony, and even that's it. The floor's packed, but it's still a nightmare because yeah. you're like towering over them. You need the whole venue to be packed. Eight people in there. Yeah, it was just a nice family. And a right. couple of couples, yeah. So we just did, we just workshop some ideas, but right. I'm like pumped up. Yeah, you know what I mean, like that was like I've, I've told on the podcast many times. But what kind of sums up the Edinburgh Fringe Festival for me is one year I was doing, I was supposed to do the Fringe, and then the company that had booked these shows couldn't fulfil it. So they like two weeks before the festival started, they were like, we have to cancel. So we'd no venue, no anything, paid for accommodation, all that. And then the Pleasants went, we'll take on, I think it was like half a dozen shows. Luckily, I was one of them. They said, we'll fit you in. My show started at 10 past 12. Now, here's the thing about me. I like to be asleep by 10. So this is, I'm like, how am I going to do this from starting at that time? So there's no footfall. There's no one passing. So whoever is coming to your show has pre-booked. And this is years ago. So my venue held 70. And I would always say, don't tell me how many people are in. I'll just come out from behind these curtains and it, it is what it is. But behind the curtains was just a wall. So I would have to just stand there. So like people probably think, oh, you're backstage drinking and hanging oh, out with friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the 20 minutes where people are coming in, I'm just behind a curtain. Um, so the, it, this is like a Friday night. So I go Friday and Saturday, always busy. And the music, I've got this like pre-show playlist, like Motown, everything. And I'm like, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. And I, my friend told me about doing this thing. I was having, like, I wasn't doing well at the shows. My friend said, you should do this thing. It's like a power stance <laughs> before you go on. My mate goes, just like, it's all about the positive uh, body stuff. Get a power stance going. So I'm like, come on, Friday night fringe. Music stops. It was, uh, I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a Bruno Mars song. Really, like, uplifting. Music hits. I, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Shane Todd, come out from behind the curtains. Two American guys and my dad. Oh fuck! And and I said, as I, like, well maybe not do like I said. You, I'll give you guys like a refund, um, and you, I'll take you for a drink. You you two, me and my dad, will go to the bar, and they were like, do the show, do the show, and uh, I will we'll give you a refund, and I'll do, I'll still do, I'll do like a half hour version of the show. And it was it was great. Yeah, I did sixty five minutes to bar stuff at Leicester a few years ago. <laughs> did they stay behind the bar? They stood at the back and was milling around. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> How I'll, big was the event? Was this Leicester Comedy Festival? Fit, yeah, it felt like eight here today. Um and And you, zero people came? Zero people. No tick no pre sold tickets, so I went, nah, it's the festival. Come on, people yeah. get out the door and, <laughs> And I see my flyers that I sent two months earlier still in the polythene bag behind the bar. So like, okay. <laughs> and they went, you don't have to do it. And I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I did a preview in Manchester, and obviously because I'm from there, it sold out, went really well. I like, couldn't have gone better. 
I'm like, it's my first time doing an hour on stage. I'm like, I've got it in me to do an hour. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, what a yeah. perfect show, obviously. But I build it up in my head like, yeah, I'll go at Leicester. I've got the, I've got momentum in the show, and no people came. I'm just like mortified. The only time I've been more mortified was when I did an open spot London Comedy Store, and mm-hmm. Alan Cochran was compared. Which, by the way, obviously for anyone who doesn't know, yeah, it's a like huge a tri- deal. Yeah, like a trial spot. Yeah, it was in the Manchester one. Uh, Alan Cochran was compare and yeah. he was like. I loved him before I started stand up. I'm like, fucking, don't, don't talk to him or anything. Um, I went on and fucking stunk the gaff out, mate. In the London one? Oh, no, Manchester. Right. right. They needed air glade on there city. and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Fucking yeah. shambles. Right. Went on too aggressive. And it. I used to do like a character where I was like a sort of like a football hooligan, but really arrogantly self deprecation stuff. So right. it was like, like yes. a contrast. But it did, when it worked, it was amazing. When it didn't, it was just, you look like a fucking and idiot. And if you do a character thing, you're locked into it. Yeah. You can't, so, you can't pivot. No, so, and I didn't, just didn't have the gears anyway for a gig not going well in any sort of sense. Persona, regardless, just not built up the experience yet. Yeah. Um, and I was backstage and I was just with Alan Cochran and it's just, you know, it's like palpable. It's like, you don't want to reference it because I'm new and don't want to hurt me and I'm just like... You think the world's over, like the comedy store never going to have me yep. again. Yep. You think the world's over, you're, you're never going to make it as a comic and stuff. You have so much self-doubt going around your head. And the silence is building and building. And the pin that popped the balloon was Alan just... Have you met Alan? I know of Very, him. like, droll, very, like, you know, single-tone sort of thing. He went, well, you know, it, it has been hot today. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, you'll see me in November, mate. I'm fucking killer. <laughs> will you? What will Magoo time be in? Like, like, are you touring at the moment? Um, in October, uh, September to November. Will that be your first tour? First tour, yeah, yeah. Will that be a nightmare with Magoo time? Because that's yeah. a whole. Yeah, everything's got to be planned around Magoo. Magoo is the centre point of my life. Is I, I wake up every day and go, how can I Magoo to? How can I go through today Magoo free? Right. Does I mean? that happen often? I don't have I don't have any days without Magoo. Right. Like sometimes, even when I've not got a gig or a podcast record, I tend to work, my average week is six days a week, tend to have Tuesdays off, majority of the time. Um, and what are you doing your days off? Well, uh, watch EastEnders. <laughs> class classic EastEnders. Oh, you go you go class. I watch two I watch two series, EastEnders. Yeah. Classic EastEnders. Yeah. Modern and Renaissance, so I call them. Though. <laughs> yeah. So I'm it. I go downstairs. I'm in 2003. So, so sorry, is Dirty Dan like peak Renaissance EastEnders? Not for me. For the you know the more Casual. mature palate. <laughs> All right. Sure. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But he's a he's a he's an oyster to me. Right. Do you know what I mean? I'm over fillet man. <laughs> fillet Mitchell. <laughs> So I like, like early 2000s. Like, Be- are we talking Beppe? Beppe DeMarco's life, yeah. I'm in 2003 at the moment in my time scale. Okay. And what I do is I record, I'm, I'm, I'm watching... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I like that you have to live your life trying to avoid spoilers for EastEnders from 2003. Yeah, well, I know I know what's happened. I, I, I come in cycles. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was... In Sorrento, romantic holiday with my girlfriend a couple of weeks ago, and um, she has she was having a siesta, so it's like every every day she goes to bed for a couple of hours. I'm like fucking get in, 
watch these senders. So I have a rule. I have me rules. Um, I I have to have at least ten in the bank at any one time of each. Do you know what I mean? Ten on record. What do you mean of each? Of modern and classics. Right. So I never catch up. I always have to have ten in the bank. Okay. So I I was flirting with danger on the classics. So I go right. I'll revert back to moderns. I've got I'm six weeks behind, and it's building up to Lola's death. And <laughs> so I'm watching Lola die. Very good death. I don't know who that is. She dies. Right. <laughs> Tumor. If I <laughs> if I'm you. In 2030, I'm going to be raging when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... So, she wakes up from a siesta. Simultaneously, you're watching really old EastEnders and right now yeah. EastEnders. And this is the thing. This is why, right? Because every now and then, you hit the spot in the middle of Venn diagram. Say, Sharon, for example. I know Sharon. She references an ex. And I'm covertly watching that relationship. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. it's like, who is that guy? That's like Dan? Christopher Nolan. Who is that guy? She went out with. I think he got blown up. Uh, oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. You know Tom. what I'm talking about? Yeah, big guy. Tom. Tom got blown up. Then yeah. he's got stabbed. Right. Sharon's had a tough. Oh, here's the thing though with Sharon. Thanks for bringing it up. Sharon often um, <laughs> reminisces. <laughs> She harks past to the goal. You know, she goes to the past. She what? She harks back. I've never seen Sharon hike. No hark. She doesn't hike. Imagine if, like, twelve minutes of every episode was just Sharon hiking. (laughs) No dialogue. Like she loves it. She. She reminisces about her past, mm. and she goes, "Oh, you know, with a shaman eyes." <laughs> Few people are gonna love that. <laughs> right. You know what? With my past with Phil and Grant, <laughs> then there was Dennis. <laughs> no, there was Tom before Dennis, and he died. And he, do- he because he was only in it for eight months. It's not. <laughs> it's not quantity. <laughs> Quality. He was a great eight month character. Just because he wasn't in it for years. Yeah. He's your fiance and he got blown up in front of your face. And when you're talking about your exes, you go, Oh yeah shit, Tom. Never happens. And it pisses me off. I just want you know what I'd love to be my dream job is to be the archivist for your standards. Right. You know the continuity guy. Yeah. You know like when they get mixed birthday wrong yeah. when they've given two birthdays. Birthdays in October. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so picking up then sort of... Who's your favourite, like, eight-month character? Like, who's, who's someone we, we'd have forgotten about, but, like, classic EastEnders character? Because oh. I used to watch it for, like, I'd say about a year or two, whenever I was a kid. Well, the thing is, you kind of get... You don't get too attached. Because this is why I didn't give James By the benefit of the doubt. I Who? thought... James By, I thought we're living in a post Alexandra era. It was the new Martin. James By is the new Martin. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because Martin Fowler just changed. But I grew up on Alexandra. Right. I went. I don't know. I'm gonna. Do you know what I mean? I'll give it a go. Yeah. Totally new. I, that's that happens, doesn't it? When a totally new actor comes in to play an existing part. That's what I mean. And 
what I hate about it is the character's got to put their own spin on it. Do you know what I mean? He's not going to... He's not, you can't be Alexandru for one. Yeah. Uh, you can be your own man. Yeah. You know James Alexander am I. <laughs> You've got to let yourself go and just let him breathe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like when people got used to Steve Carell as The Office. He put his own spin on it. It's what he went Ricky Gervais as Brent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's when the character flips too much and mm-hmm. changes too much. Yeah. And like, you're... Like, like, for example, here's one thing I would have changed. Um... James Bay and Perry Fenwick had a great scene. Billy... Is that Billy Mitchell? Yeah. <laughs> See, halfway through you talking there, I had an out-of-body experience where I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, sorry, it's, sorry. It's the thing that annoys me about Pete, things not getting referenced yeah. that are massive milestones in someone's <laughs> life. Huge, <laughs> life-altering. Mm-hmm. Billy's character arc, by the way, is a joke. <laughs> For, you know, this lovable loser stuff. He was a fucking bully. Right. <laughs> um, so Lola's on her deathbed. She's dying. Okay. He's the granddad. He can't deal with it. He's doing the very hack, East End, I bottle up my emotions. I'm a man. Come on, let it go. He has a heart-to-heart with Martin Fowler. They talk through it. Now, I know what you're thinking. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> What's What was the one big um, milestone in Billy's life? Jamie Mitchell dying. Christmas Day 02. <laughs> Great death. He's gone upstairs. The doctors. <laughs> Great death. Martin kills Jamie. Right. So now he's crying. Surely Lola dying. He's going, oh, this brings back memories of Jamie dying. Right. You know? And he takes solace in the man who killed Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Why? why? Why is he speaking? Why not have a heart to heart with Sharon? Yeah. <laughs> She's hiking. <laughs> She's in the Cotswolds. Yeah, hiking and forgetting about Tom. If you want to speak to someone who d- thinks O two O three didn't exist... We'll speak to her, mate. Do you know what one of the greatest things I ever saw was? I love out of context graffiti. Yeah. And I remember driving through a part of West Belfast a number of years ago. And it was after a big scene in EastEnders. And at about 8 o'clock the next morning, someone had gone out after the episode. And everyone in West Belfast woke up on the side of a newsagent, R.I.P. Nana Moon. Oh, Nana Moon, man. She's still alive in my world, so thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be... Alfie. Oh, Alfie, my boy. Whatever happened to... I, I genuinely did not expect to spend this long on this. Whatever happened to... Was there a weird thing where, like, when Jim Brannigan was still... Then killed him off, but he was never in the scenes. And he's married to Doc Cotton, and she would reference him. But he was never shown on screen. The curious case of James Brannan. Right. <laughs> we were introduced to Jim Brannan, circa 95, 96, when Carol's marrying Alan, who's, okay. bl- who's black. Um, Jim... Does that come back into this at any point? <laughs> yeah, it does. Thank God. So she's getting married to him. Jim disapproves of it. He's an old East End racist. Horrific racist. Right? Jim? Yeah. Horrible. Disapproves of them being together 
doesn't um, recognise Billy, the son, as a grandchild. It's horrible. Carol's older brother. Billy Mitchell? Billy Mitchell and McRace? No, Billy Billy Jackson. Right. See, I hear it when they have different... Yeah, Billy, Billy Jackson died on the couch. Right. After the pie. Um, you know, Bianca found him. Um, so, Jim's dead racist. Yeah. We're introduced to Carol's siblings. Here's, an, here's what it was. This is so annoying. It's when we're introduced to Carol's siblings. There's, eight, there's April, Derek, and the brothers. Plural. I won't name them. Later on in life, 2014, 2015, Susie Branning comes in it. There was no Susie in 1996. Where's she? Yeah. You can't just fucking magic her up. It pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. and, and then she comes in, fleeting moment, as a romance with Phil, causes a bit of drama, leaves, never seen again, never referenced, never spoken about again. Do you like family funerals? Oh, no, just a little Susie can't make it. Nothing. So that she didn't exist. Bring characters in, sure, but don't attach them to a family. Right. Especially fucking first blood. Make her a cousin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't commit to it. Yeah. I hate that when they just add a branch to a family tree. No, get another pot, put some more seeds in. Can I ask you something that doesn't offend you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just passionate about this. <laughs> oh, man. So he starts off racist, Jim. Yeah. Um, I forgot we haven't solved you. Yeah. Then Carol goes away, you know, because of the um, witness protection, because Billy sees a, an armed robbery. She goes into witness protection and that. Jim has to come and look after Sonia and Robbie. And Jim is from this horrible, nasty piece of work. And he's about late, mid-50s when we see him. Character well-established. And he comes in and he's this bumbling, lovable old man with a bow tie who's best mate to Patrick and he drinks too much. What? Right. What's gone on there then? So we never see a gradual change in his opinion yeah. or a pivotal moment where he goes, what am I doing, man? Yeah, it's just a fucking lazy so man. is Jim dead? Jim's dead now, yeah. Do you think Jim just, like, do you think he did change? Or do you think he just buried it and do you think he died a racist? No, well, the thing is, he buried Max alive. Buried him alive as when he, Max was a kid. So why Max is so fucked up? Max Branning. Oh, he didn't die? No, no. Right. I was like, that's Jim, wild Jim that he buried it, him Jim alive. Jim did it to punish him. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was this guy who's got these horrible views racist, misogynist, ends up marrying Dot and he's just this lovable oaf. Mm-hmm. Make him a lovable oaf at the start. Or yeah. keep on the racist train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't break him on the racist You can't be, and that's another lesson in life, you can't be an oaf on the racist train. <laughs> no. I think that's better to say. Yeah. That's wild. Where are you going to be turning? <laughs> Do Walford yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two nights at the Vic? Uh, uh, I'm all over, mate. Uh, <laughs> just different, like the calf, you know what I mean? <laughs> just like your tour is just different places on set. <laughs> I'm at Beale's place tonight, guys. <laughs> Three bad sausage. <laughs> Um, I'm all over, so I've sold three frogs out. I'm gonna put a fourth one on. 
Congratulations, that's great. Nice one, man. Um, And there's lots of extra dates, so extra date in London. Nothing better than getting support in your home city. Yeah, that's it, mate. Because not everybody gets it. And some venues like turning me down at first, so we had to put like a limited dates on to see if we could sell. And then that convinced other venues to take me on, so I'm just really grateful for everyone buying tickets and that. Um, so there's a fourth bonus show in Manchester, so if any man, Mancunian listens, uh, 14th of November. Hot Water, there's an extra date on, 19th of November. And then I'm in Ireland, Belfast and Dublin, 20th and 21st of October. Where are you doing? Wheelands in Dublin and Limelight, Belfast. Great, man, great. And, uh, Do you know what? Yeah. Sometimes I hear when like you're speaking to someone that you like about where they're playing, and you go, ah, I wish we had a talk beforehand. Yeah, or like, yeah. I wish I could have advised and said, like, here, I, personally, I think you should do this instead of this. Wheelands is unbelievable. Wheelands is so good. Yeah, I can't wait. Limelight is one of those venues in Belfast that everybody knows, which is such a big advantage here. Like, you could come up with some state-of-the-art amazing place here. But if people don't, there's like half a dozen places people will go. Yeah, Because yeah, if people go, mean. I've never been there, they won't almost go yeah people are creatures of habit yeah that's yeah, why yeah. i don't change channels yeah <laughs> drama and bbc one <laughs> don't mate forget your itv lad. what's uh are you gonna do so you're doing england scotland yeah all up, yeah so i'm doing the stands so glasgow Glass, yes, yeah that's e- kind of there's bonus there's extra glasgow and newcastle sold out so there's extra dates glasgow and newcastle have you uh, done newcastle I've done, I've done newcastle i've not done so i've not done glasgow or edinburgh though Bri- all great. Yeah, yeah, I've only done Newcastle, but just as an open spot. Will you have someone like with you on your tour to like help you? Yeah, <laughs> not on stage. Yeah, get through the day. Yeah, no, really. Like, would you, would you need someone? Yeah, I've got um, a professional plus one. Um, you mate, Fion, big bumbling idiot, uh, but not a racist, thankfully. Not a racist. No, um, he's uh, called Vulture Authority. So you might have seen he's, he's been on my podcast a couple of times. Just me, mate, but he's, he's... He's from a forest? <laughs> he looks like it. What did you say, sorry? Vulture Authority. It's his name of his band. I thought you said he's from, like, and then named a place and said forest, and I was <laughs> uh, like, I don't... Oh, no, he looks like he's from a forest. Right. He's very, he's very, uh, foresty. So he gets, does he get shit done? He thinks he does. Right. He just mumbles a lot and, you know, he gets things over the line somehow. Right. Um, he's just less thick than me. Right, that's what you want. Um, so he's appointed. Hey, say hello to these guys. <laughs> he's point, he's appointed himself. He's appointed himself director of merch. Right. So he's he's gonna be on the merch stand. Dom flogging stickers and that. Right. So I'm just taking him with me for the crack. Yeah, that's and, good. And uh, my support act, majority ninety percent of it is Simon Wozniak. Yeah. A fucking killer. That's great. And in Ireland, it's a pretty new act called Pete Giffin. I know Pete doing Belfast. Been on here before. Yeah, doing Belfast and Dublin with him. What's uh, what's your rider when you travel? I don't do. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any. Nothing. No, nah, I mean, if you can get booze from it, I, I just like I've, I just like I'll pay for it, son. But yeah, booze. I bring my own stuff. Yeah, I, which is just water and tea. But oh no, my, yeah, mine's mine's booze. Yeah. What what is your tipple when you're gigging? Lager, a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of lager. Any brand? I like ones that sound. Like a left back, so like Peroni, Moretti. So yeah, like a like a mid nineties, like lower half Premier League team. Yeah, like you know he's on left back, 
Carboni. Yeah, Benito Carboni. Carboni. Oh, I'd love a pint of Carboni. Now, man. Who's your favourite 90s footballer? Do you like football? Oh, I love football, mate. I'm playing against Man United next week. Oh, Man United legends. Fuck. Old guys. Is Carrick playing? No, no. Oh. We're talking like next yeah. level down. Here's who we're playing against. Yap Stam, Carol Poborski, Paul Parker, Brian McClare, Wes Brown, Lee Sharp, and a few more. I live for this stuff. Do you know what I want to do? Can I tell you about I I don't like saying about things that we're like planning or I want to do because then if they don't happen, people get annoyed. I want to do tea with me and we me and Adam have talked about this a tea with me versus have a word oh. football match at like a Premier League ground oh that's good how good would you play yeah yeah how Definitely. good would well, that we be we did a football special with have a word you played yeah just had us involved in that oh we're doing that again oh yeah. no we're, this is like full kits everything yeah, because yeah. you do the the green room podcast yeah yeah and I've heard that Tony who you do that with he's a player he's yeah. a player yeah he's not my grand share huh yeah like was she in, in the context of a game or yeah, just like, like five, she five was just going to the shops yeah like six aside right for charity Meg Dallin I I was in Paris for Northern Ireland versus Wales in the Euros and uh, kept I saw Shearer and he had headphones in he was walking about and because he had headphones I was like I'd love to get a picture with Alan Shearer but he's working hard he's doing his punditry I'll leave him to it but I looked at him for slightly too long like I was going to approach him and then he's like Okay, and he walked on and then I was in Paris all day going to see different things and I kept seeing Shearer like half a dozen me and Shearer passing each other at different things so I think he thought I was stalking him I was amazed at the gate of Martin Keogh Joey's walking gate I thought you said I was I thought you meant you were amazed at the gates of Martin Keogh like <laughs> Keogh's in his living room being like the fuck is Jamie Hutchinson like why why is this guy just you don't stand in there with a pint of uh, <laughs> Juan Pablo Juan Hell. It's the best I could do. It should, oh, it should just be a surname. Um, yeah, I was uh, Leonardson. Um, yeah, I, I was. He was in a Pret, come out of Pret, and you just think, "Fucking hell, he's huge." He, man. he means it. He's he looks serious, man. Yeah. So like he is holding that cappuccino, mate. Yeah. And he's not he's man marking that to fuck. Yeah. Like, Have you ever had a, like a celebrity or a well known person be a, a show you you've done? There's been a couple of boxers in Liverpool come the Smiths to, come to uh, Anthony Fowler, um, and like Derry Matthews watches the pod, I think. Uh, so you get you get like you know a couple of sportsmen um, kind of watch it. Scarlet from Gogglebox was on, was in the crowd at. When I did the stand ones, just just as an open spot, um, yeah, nothing, nothing too major. Uh, when you're doing, to, you say you're doing October, yeah, in Belfast, yeah, man. You come back on, yeah, that's for one. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. I might be in 2004 by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can update us on uh, you know what's happening with trying to think who's like a niche. Who was uh, she's called Lacey Turner in real life? Is she who's she? Would she just be joining in 2004? She is by all... I, I would lay down my life for her tomorrow. <laughs> I would die for Lacey Turner. Right. I f- one of... You're on the, the saddest one. That's big. One of my, one of my you know, most famous wanks... <laughs> yeah. ...was over Lacey Turner spreading inside soap. Came on a face, but it was my mum's magazine. 
and I realised that a splash of cum had gone onto green grass from Artbeat. As Marlon from Emmerdale looks on from the opposite yeah, page. On his little mole. <laughs> on his little nose what? You know, like that's, you, know that's a, for you know that's a prop? <laughs> um, yeah, then I was trying to add the evidence. I mean, I was like, where's the inside soap? And it's in the bin all stuck together. Why have you thrown it away? It was... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad you brought Lacey Turn up. She's my all time. Well, let's try and get her to a tour show. I do you know what? Let's take the last two minutes out and do try you know, and get her to a tour show. I have these. I have weird. I have weird fantasies, right? Serious? Yeah, like a proper. I have three I showers it. a day, and two of them are to fantasize. I have like deliberate daydreams. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go in. I'm gonna have a daydream. Uh-huh. And I used to have a recurring daydream, so I'd just go in and like pre-program it. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Remember, I'm gonna win Britain's of, Got Talent today. Remember oh. the start of the podcast? I said, "Do you ever say something and think other people will do it, and they don't?" That's one of those. This is one of those. And I used to have when I started stand up. I fantasized about being on Would I Lie to You, right. and one of my lies, or one of my cards, mm. was my, and I'm a mom with Lacey Turner. And one of my crushes is Lacey Turner, and she kisses him on the cheek. <laughs> I used to go to the shower and think about that for about half an hour. Why do you have to be in the shower? <laughs> it's just that, it's just the atmosphere of it. <laughs> But, like, do you know, like, you're in control of your thoughts, I think. So, like, you could make her kiss you on the lips in that fantasy. I know, but I respect her. <laughs> you respect her? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that Inside Soap magazine, that really reflects Well, it. that is what got me to, I need to stop being a misogynist here. Right. She's, she, you know, I'm going to get a peck on the cheek for, for God's <laughs> sake. Um, but this pre-programming dreams, um, I started a sales job once. And uh, it's all like, you know, Brent Pete, the old fucking David Brent types, you can imagine. I, I just bounce into different call centre jobs, get sat every two months and just go into another one. Yep. So, and it's it becomes like a circuit. Right. Because you know, you're just with all <laughs> yeah. the fuckheads. You're like, oh, fuck, I remember you from BPI. You know <laughs> <laughs> You're just going around and I was in this one. Proper, like, go-getter sort of people, beanbags and that, shambles. And... Three of us started on the same day. Oh, this was one of the most... I've got a high threshold for shame. This was, oh, no, mate. I've fucked this right up here. So they said, your task in your dinner is to come up with a Dragon's Den pitch, right? And pitch it to us. Whoever wins, wins 50 quid, or you get to go home early. It's just a surprise. I'm third, and so I'm seeing the first two pitches, and I've as soon as the first guy starts, I go... Oh, I've misjudged this. <laughs> <laughs> I have so misjudged the tone of this. What does he pitch? So he's pitching. He goes, he just sound business ideas. He's like, well, what we can do is we can uh, capture the the, uh, the quote. And if they don't go ahead, we can sell that information to a third party, make money on the back end, and we just get commission off them if they consent to data protection. Just another revenue stream. And not every lead is a lost lead. And he's like, oh, that's well done. And I'm like, oh, my God, lad. 
What? They're meant to be real. <laughs> what did you pitch? So the second one goes on, and he's similar, sort of. Um, well, what about if we compare the quotes from our competitors on screen with the customer journey, and if it's within uh, something we can match, and we've got them on the phone, and, you know, matching quotes as, a, as an idea... So they're going, oh, yeah, we could do that. And, the, and then they start making fake projections mm. and go, we currently lose... Because you've got a book of stats. Like, right. you know, we have, we have like a 20% success rate. and think that 20% um, with lost quotes will turn into 33% and then 50% in three years. They're doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So they've done all some business ideas, projections, SWOT analysis. So the weaknesses in the plan, the opportunities, the threats... Well, the threats are the competitors could get wind of it and uh, lower their prices and stuff. I went on after all this. I went, imagine you could program your dreams right. <laughs> went, what? And I went, you like type it in and you stick the things to your head and you dream that you're the Champions League winner. They're like, what's that got to do with the business? I went, well, if we get into that, <laughs> we're fucking millionaires, mate. <laughs> so like it was a freak. I was like, oh, lad, I'm oh, fucking... Because the pack they gave us, I thought it was just information about the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was information for you to build the Dragon's Den pitch on. <laughs> it was a fucking mess, lad. Um, I th- I, you should... I think, like, government and scientists could learn so much from you. You know what I mean? You should be studied. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I just think when you you don't have, fil- like, a filter in your head. I kept a lot of this bottled up for years. really shy kid, but I just had my own rules that I lived by and stuff. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, just my own little foibles, I guess. But I... Yeah, I just I I go I, I think fucking I'm a bit bored. I'll go and have a shower and win the darts. <laughs> the only thing I think is weird is the shower element to it. You know what I mean? Like if one day you can do that without the shower, I've done. I do it. I do it in queues. Uh huh. So I was in. Uh, I was in. So the- you see a queue in the airport? You don't think, oh for fuck's sake, you go. I could potentially like win the PGA tour. Yeah, the airports are different because I'm stressed because potential queues at a bar, for example. And this was great. I was, I just, I, I, I was in a O'Shea's in town, Manchester, like an Irish bar, um, and so obviously it's just rammed. Um, so I start fantasizing about fucking ripping the gig because I'm gigging that night. I just go, and I'm fantasizing about banter going well with the audience. Oh, yeah, I'm just like whispering to myself and it was my turn to get cued and she's like you know yeah. bringing me out and went Jamie Jamie and she was a fan of the pod but because I've spoke about it in the past she went I'm just so glad I got to see that in person you just drift <laughs> off I also imagine you didn't have to wait for the other people to be served I imagine when you start doing that it's like the Red Sea it's like serve this guy he needs it he needs it it's on us it's on us. Why is he mumbling? How long have you been together? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, mate? Um, Jamie, thanks a million for no, coming over me, and coming on. When you come back over, 
we'll do we'll do another one. Yeah, sweet, uh, man. But yeah, the we'll put a link. Is it? Do you have a link for the limelight show? Uh, yeah, jamiehcomedy.com, and I'll get the specific link for. We'll put a specific Lime. link in the description of this podcast. Yes. Go to that. I'll come watch that. That'll oh, be a nice gracias. time. Thank you very much. That'll be man. a really nice time. Thanks a million. It's lovely to meet you in person. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm a big fan, so thanks for coming over. Nice, man. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Thank Cheers. you very much. <laughs>